Hello, welcome to an episode of Sister Talk with the girl's sister. Tonight, I'm up in my little sanctuary. Listen to a little Sade of her Promise album. Drinking on, actually, half and half lemonade iced tea. But I am smoking good. I'm smoking on some blue hair za. Quick disclaimer. I do not own any of the rights to any of the music that is being played on Sister Talk. These are my personal vinyl albums uh, that I happen to be digging through, cleaning up and whatever, and playing when I decide to, you know what, I got a good topic for you. Tonight, oh, Happy Mother's Day or Belated Mother's Day to all of you. All the single mothers, all the married mothers, all the adoptive mothers, bonus moms. Thank you for being choosing to be a mom. There is no manual, no book, there's nothing to teach you how to be a perfect mom. As long as your kids is happy and you did the best you could, because you can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, and that's the damn truth. Thank you for being there and putting up with it. Like I said, as long as they're happy and you raising the best they could, you was perfect in their eyes. I lost my mama 2021. When we came down here like in 69, I was like five. My mom was a single mom to two. My oldest brother and me. My brother's eight years older than me. So when I got here, he was like 12, 12 or 13. Okay, my grandmother, he was raised by my grandmother who we came to live with. She was a single black woman. She worked, she did, stayed in the church. She did a little, you know, hoodoo work on the side, you know. And um, she was in the Eastern Star, daughter of the Elks. She was in a lot, and then she was in a lot of uh, political aspects. She was in uh, the Montgomery Improvement Association. She was for the League of uh, Negro uh, Women Voters. She was um, pioneering a lot of in her field as an insurance agent. A black-owned insurance company called Booker T. Washington. Well, those two women raised me. We didn't have, my upbringing might look to other people like, oh, it was so harsh. That was unfair. No, I had to learn survival. Me being a little light-skinned girl, looking like I'm white, doing this late 60s, early 70s, it was hell down south. So I had to learn to be extra tough. But you had that many girls my complexion, not in my area. So... I had to fight like a mug, you know. My my, I had, I had, a, I had two uncles here, and they shit were like my big brothers. Taught me how to fight, you know. You knock one of them out 
under every dirty trick in the book. So my mom didn't have the time to coddle me. You know, this is how it was when it was coming here. My mom and them had, my mama worked at night. She didn't work real hard job. My mom worked in clubs all her life, nightclubs. And she also, my mom was like this. My mom was, my mama hustled me in too. I'm just going to keep it real. My mama hustled me in. She wasn't no prostitute. But she damn sure was hoeing something for, for a lot of them. Because my mom was, and I don't mean for like she was giving them money. But I mean like when them men wanted some attention from my mom, my mom would tell them straight up, look, I'm a grown ass woman. I got two children at home. At that time, I'd be sitting up here holding conversations, and I'm on my job now. Well, well you know what? You know, like, really, what's up? And I had my mama who she gonna come with. She didn't do like these. That's why I learned that from a lot of these girls. Now they feel I don't want to ask no man for no money. Cause if I ask a man for money, he don't think I'm a prostitute. But my grandmama always said, rather be a hoe than a slut. Because a hoe gets paid and a slut gets laid. And I always took that to heart. These girls out here, you get all... First of all, ladies, know your worth. When you're going out to get you a new wig, you might be paying 100 and up for a wig. I mean, if it's on a cheap, you still going to pay like 60 So you're getting your wig. You make your face up and not everybody's being influenced. So you want the right shit. You want to have the finishing spray. You got to have the concealer. You know, you're making your face. You're beating your face. You're doing your eyebrows. you either putting your own lashes on or getting your lashes done. That costs money. Your makeup so it's flawless, it costs money. It make your lips glossy. That costs money. Your nails cost money, whether they some flash press-on that you keep on. Because I use the press-ons, baby, man, stay for two weeks, and they look good. You can't tell the difference. But some are doing that, and some are going to get their nails done. So that's like six-step pop. Now, including your toes, because it's summertime. Then you're going to buy your outfit, whether you go to Centrine or whether you go, if you shopping upscale, if you shopping the mall, you know. You're still paying for your clothes unless you're a booster. But then if you're a booster, you might boost you up some, but you're taking a chance going to jail. So everything in here is adding up to money. You the good good and then paying your way to go out. you having your drink. you balling. You got a cat coming up to you. Now, you might got on about eight, $800. Oh, I'm just exaggerating. $800 to $300 or $400 worth of shit. Why would you dress up like that to go home to get a booty call? Let him be you or him be a side piece. And then you got like my grandma used to say, wake up with a wet ass and even got enough money to buy a bob average soap. I never wanted to be that girl. Women, you are worth something. You're ladies. And especially if you're a mama, you don't want to set that tone. It's all right for a man to come up there because he feel he got a need. He a king of a jungle. And if you ask him for some money, you got to, you know, it's like you begging. No, he was begging for that product, baby. Your body, you got to think, that little thing down between your legs, that's a product. It really is. It produces you better start treating yourself like that. You're worth it. A lot of me, I knew heard a story about this girl told me. She said she knew this chick. And this chick, she's in love with a married man, y'all. 
the man's been married and the man about I guess 10 years 15 years she been going with the man just as long his wife knows about her his wife knows about the other women she's cool with it because of their whatever their relation arrangement is you remember on my other podcast i told y'all stay out of folks business stay out of other people's business stay out of folks business because you don't know what's going on it might be something you ain't ready for you stop being so damn nosy but anyway this woman knows about this girl the woman cool with it but like the woman told her Y'all can come, you can come over here and do what you got to do. We can get busy here in my house. He's not going to a hotel with you. He's not going nowhere with you. Then when they come over, they treat this bitch like a slave. Do you hear me? Y'all see, if anybody ever watched All the Queen's Men on BET Plus, baby, there's a character in there, a guy that used to dance for Madam. He thought it was green on the other side, went home with a couple, and the couple was by, the woman and the man. And so, why the man, the husband watching him get down with his wife, he wanted to get down with him. So the dude was cool with that because the dude was back. Okay. They turned that man into a, a house slave. That's just what this chick is going through, the same thing. That man turned her into a house slave. And then when she come to ask him for some money, because she have to hustle. She have to uh, boost, sell shit. She got a little job. She can't even stay on that job long because she running around for, after this married man. And then she asked this man for some money. You know what this married man said? Bitch, you better stay away from them hoes that's telling you this shit. I don't know what kind, what you running around with, because they prostitutes. You don't ask no man for money. That's prostitute. No, that's a business transaction. Cause you want to put, you want something to put in. You something got to come out, and that's out your pockets, baby. Because when you now begging is different. After you've gave it all up away, and then you coming in there. Uh, I got my phone bill need to be paid. Bitch, you know your phone bill need to been paid before you made that trip. That's one thing, like I said, I loved about my mama. My mama kept it real. My mama told when they start coming, her mama said, "Hold on, let, let let me stop you right now. I have two children at home. I'm a grown ass woman. I have bills to pay. Even if she was staying with my grandmama, she had to pay help my grandmama on bills. Y'all don't understand. It wasn't like these people today. You have a free ride loan. You can get your money saved up and you can get your own place. My grandmama didn't give a damn about that. My grandma like, bills got to be paid while you trying to find somewhere to stay. The bills had, and I had, and she had to pay for me for private school. My doing my first year, my first two years. So, my mama ain't had time to just tell my fuck, get down for a good lay. My mom was like, hey, I know you're married because my mama could spot him a mile off. Look, I know you're married. I don't want none of the problems that you don't come talking to me about your problems that you have at home. That's between you and your wife. You talking to me about this transaction we finna get. And if you do want to do a little, a little pillow talk, it ain't going to be about yours. It's going to be about my situation. Like, I sure, um, my, my child need this uniform for school, uh, um, I seen a nice dress that went out when we go out again, baby. This what I want. See, they tell you talk about that. My mama says, what you want to know about your wife for? This girl. Now, back to this girl I was talking about. They brainwashed her into thinking it's a no-no to ask for money. That she was ridiculous. 
So, guess what? She over there at the folks' house doing everything they tell her to do. They tell her to get on all folks and lick, her, lick the floor. That's what she going to do. Because she in love with him. Then she got the nerve to criticize the wife. To what the wife won't, don't, won't let him do. Man, do you not understand that's a wife? That's a spiritual bond, baby. You see? <laughs> and then this girl happened. And I call her a girl even though she about near my age. This girl had nerve to have children. Children sorry. So all of them living in the house with her mama. She living there. Her son living there. The son girlfriend living there. And her baby. You know, it's ratchet as fuck. Like I said, I live in the house of women. It was another day. I didn't have to. I was in school. My job was get my grades together so when graduation, I can get the fuck up out of the house. I can either go to the military with good grades or I can get me a good ass job because I can pass a test. That was the plan. Then I had chores to do up Karate House, of course. When my brother had left and went to the military in 73, I mean 74, hey, who else was going to cut that grass? My grandmama worked 10 and 12 hours. Well, she was going to sit there and cut the grass, come home. My mama had to work at night. My mama kept the house in the daytime, which meant washing, cooking, cleaning. When my mama cleaned, they cleaned. They cleaned baseballs, floors, and everything. They didn't have, they had a swiffer. They had a goddamn broom and a mop. So, they clean in dust. So, it was me. I come home from school. I'm a young able body. I'm a child. So, I didn't come home. Ten years old, I'm up here cutting grass. Washing my grandmama's car on Saturdays. Dusting on Saturdays. I know y'all are. Y'all been saying, oh, that's not right. No, it wasn't. It taught me. That's a lesson I learned. Now, I learned how to do things like that. And my mama did the iron. Then, after a while, as I got older... Yeah, dishwashing was for me when I was like about 13, 12, 13, washing dishes. You know? They taught me it's survival. So when I hit out on my own, when I first went out of my mistake, and I had got me on my own little spot, my own little apartment, I really knew what all to have in there. I didn't need no help. Before my, when my lights were supposed to come on on the Monday, I moved in on the Friday. Stayed in my apartment. You know what I did? I went and got batteries for a radio, transistor radio. I had a radio that says my music. I had uh, some halogen lights. There was like a, you had to put a whole bunch of batteries in there. I just bought a whole bag of batteries. And I was putting batteries in it. I had light. It lit up a whole room. Then I had candles. My water was running. My water was running. And gas was on, so I had hot water. That's all I need. I ain't worried about no lights. I ate out, so I ain't worried about no refrigerator. All I had to do, and I was gone at night myself, because when I got grown, I started working in clubs. I mean, I had secretary jobs. I was going to college. But while I was going to college, I was working in clubs, and I was working um, as bartenders also. People will, other people look at this and say, oh, that's a hard life. Your mama shouldn't have did you like that. You're too young. If something can happen to you, things is not the same way. 
It's how you raise them. Y'all don't think just because we didn't have internet that we didn't have. Remember, we this during the era where they had serial killers. You don't have that much now. See, y'all got technology. You don't have that much. We had real live damn serial killers in the 70s and the 80s. We had real live damn serial killers. We had perverts that watch your house and come in and break in and rape. Don't think they wasn't coming in people's house raping and killing when they were there by themselves. So... When people come and tell me, oh, you raised a child like you used to be raised. Duh, that's, that's, that's wrong. No. No. There wasn't no such thing as we're going to talk it out. Gentle parenting. Gentle my ass. When I, you go to that school, those kids ain't going to be gentle with you. And so then when you start doing that lame shit, you get your child picked on. Then you want to come up there and try to fight the child or fight the mama. Then one of their family going to come up there and, eat, and people ain't running one-on-one no more. So when they come, when they come, somebody might shoot you from across the street, accidentally shoot your child. Now it's a whole big shit because you didn't teach your child the survival skills to begin with. I'm not telling you to teach your child to go out there and just stop fighting people, but you got to teach your child how to survive. To me... That was the best parenting I had. Uh, and I said, my mom was non-nonsense. I remember one time I had brought a guy home. Me and my girl, me and my best friend at that time, she was not going to call her name because she might be listening. We decided we was going to go to Detroit, to Lansing, Michigan. Well, we was good because she said her sister lived down the street from the DeBarges. Baby, I like Randy DeBarge. Ooh, baby, I like Randy, and I did like Mark. I wasn't into L like that. You know, he's he just, you know, too much looking like me. You know, all that good long hair and shit. But my uh, girlfriend, that's who she wanted to go with. So we caught this guy. Now, we six, we, we about four, 15 or 16. I think about 15. And um, the guy was like 21, 22. He was short like us, so, you know, and he walked up. And I told my friends, girl, we're going to sit here. I'm ride with you to go pick. Because she, she was getting married. She was getting married. Her mom, her grandma was consenting to it. She was 16. She was a year older than me. And um, so we was going to ask my mama. But it didn't come out there. Well, this stupid-ass man come up there and tell my mama, Hi, they want to go to Detroit. And um, I'm going to take them. And I'm a responsible driver. I have my license. And sure, my mama sat there and looked down. See, my mom liked to cut the push light on in your face back in those days. Mama sat there and looked at me. My mama said, motherfucker, you don't get your ass from this front door. Do you know you going to jail? How you say you 20 what? You going to jail. This girl 15 years old. And get your dumb ass in this house. And I was in there crying. I want to go see the debauch. My mama called her best friend and said, this dumb ass, this dumb bitch. She called me a bitch. This dumb bitch talking about she finna run away to Detroit. What I'm going to do with him, what I'm going to do with him. All right. Yeah, she, my, we cussed in our, my, well, I put this with my mom and my grandmama. My, everybody in that house cussed except for the children. We knew no matter what they called, son of a bitch, goddamn motherfucker. You did not repeat that. Now, when you go to school, of course, it's a whole different thing. But around grown people, and you didn't repeat it. You didn't go around and repeat it because they didn't think it's cute. Because when they hit you, they, they aiming to knock your teeth out. When my uncle didn't hit you, they hit you with a fist. See, if you 12 years old and got that mouth, you finna lose your teeth. And it wasn't like they just beating your ass every day. But if you're doing something like that, that's disrespectful to the people that raised you, put a roof over your head, gave you gave you food and gave you life you know 
You ain't like these kids. Now they whoop their mamas. And then they film the dumb shit. We didn't have that. No matter what they did, we had fun. Because I think about every Christmas, I had a Christmas. When I had, when I tell you Christmas, we had the gifts wrapped up under the tree that she used to say was, you know, from family and friends. You know, gifts that they ain't feel new. I realized as I got older, folk, parents said, fuck that shit. We're going to throw these gifts up here, <laughs> unwrap. It says Santa Claus, bro. Okay. We we had that family bond. Every holiday, my grandmama would get in that kitchen. She cooked for two and three days. I mean, cooking. I'm talking about cakes everywhere, pies everywhere, meat, all different kinds. My grandmama got down for three days, and she got for work. That's the, those are the only time on them holidays that you will see my grandmama come off her job and come right in the kitchen. You know, just that's what my for the holidays was it. I always got, you always get those two outfits from your, your, parents, your, your family in there. For Christmas, then you get all your toys and stuff. I had everything I could have thought I wanted. Always had school clothes for back to school. I always did back to school shopping. That was that was every year. Um, groceries. My grandma went and got groceries every two weeks. We had a deep freezer. Everything was filled up. House was clean. My mama washed clothes, hung clothes on that, and ironed them. So. We had I had clean clothes. I had everything that a that a person need to to survive to sustain. They might have been not been orthodox and not being a little gentle when they should, but I knew better because I was raised better. I knew you went to school not to play. You went to school to get an education so you can get out of your circumstances. That is what I did. I went to school. I learned. I mean, I sometimes I messed up a lot because I've been to summer school so many. I used to like to go to summer school for the hell of it to get out of doing work. You know what I'm saying? But I, that's what I did. You know, that was my little fuck up. But I knew to go to church on Sundays. My grandma said, if you can go out and party at the dances on the side, you can get your ass up and go to church on Sunday. That was in our household. That's what we did. Then go. I did not want to go. And we used to sit in the back of this church, and all of us would sneak out and go down to the uh, store and get some candy, and come back and sit upstairs and, and eat and, and color and drawing them little, and write notes and shit. You know we did that, but we went. See, that's the ways you can get you could kind of rebel, but not rebel in front of people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we all sneak off to the bathroom and stuff like that. It's different stuff, but we was in that church. I didn't want to be homeless. I used to see how a lot of folks live with this gentle parenting. Well, the mamas half paying attention. I've been to some of the girls' houses. And I said, well, this girl got to take care of her little brothers and sisters. So we 13, 14. She like she got two grown kids, her two kids herself because she got them both on each hip. She don't have a childhood. She's at home because her mama's so passive. Her mama, she sits there, she drinks, and she gentle parent. Don't do it. Stop, y'all. Y'all know better than to do that. And them kids like, man, fuck you, and do what they want to do. Bringing they men, they men over. They were teenagers, men, grown-ass men over there sliding in the windows. And, and, you know, and the mamas don't say nothing because, you know what? The mama's so gentle. She, she got a gentle lover, all right. Because she got men coming in and she just passive. Men just walking all over her children. My mama one time, 
we was walking somewhere. We passed by some, we seen some people on the push. Mama knew this family. Mama said, that's how you want to live, don't you? You want to live like that. Because I was thinking, oh, see, hey, they don't holler at their children. They don't cuss their children. I want to be like that. My mama said, you want to be like this? Okay. That's how they live. That's what you want to do. And I thought about it. I said, shit, I don't know what the... My mama said, you don't even know them girls being touched or molested. But your dumb ass think that's freedom because they don't care. Your mama said they don't give a damn about them. Them parents is washed up. They don't care nothing about them. You let them out. They out that part. The mama out and the daughter's out. No, I thought about that. I said, no. Now, when I got 17, you know, I was out with my, but not with my mama, but at the same time, I had started getting, you know, hip to going over for church business with one of my best friends or going to the, the dances. And my grandmama didn't know what time dances was over with, you know, I had a key. And so what I do, we'll slip off and go to the clubs. The clubs used to open up early, have happy hour around six. So I would get dressed down at an older girl house and then I would go past the dance now. Then go by the dance. So I really wasn't telling a lie. But then I'd go on, meet a girlfriend or something. We'll walk. We'll go up somewhere. We end up at a club until somebody said, Hey, Red, your mama work at this club across the street because she coming across here. And I dip out their back. You know, it was a little shit like that. You know, because like I said, I wasn't an angel. But even though I was raised right, they was kind of a little strict what I thought. But I still got ways around it. But the basis that I'm trying to say is, no matter how you think that a person's weight is wrong, that might be for the best of them in that situation. Now, that lady that's passive, she was for her children. She might have had a survival mode different because maybe she was molesting. She didn't know how to break the cycle. And so she probably had her daughters doing it. But what she taught her daughter to do, because the girl ended up leaving there, going to college. She graduated from high school, went to college, and moved to another state. And from what I hear, she's um, she has her own company. And I mean something like, you know, a, a company company. And... um. She did great because she got out of that environment. And there's another girl I know like that. She went up there to become an educator in Chicago. And she had it hard because her mama was passive and kind, but she was mean too. She was passive aggressive. She'd be, yeah, gentle parenting, but beat your ass when she get angry and she get drunk. So I didn't have no beatings like that. So I'm going to do my little shit, but I mean, you know, the words kind of stung me what they say, but... Hey, I made it. Didn't have my mama didn't have a manual. My mama didn't have a book. I didn't have a manual. I didn't have a book. We just everybody parent teaches different. Every mom teaches different. Moms teach by instinct. And moms teach with the love that they have. Or they wish they had. I wanna say thank you to all the moms out there. Well, this is the end of my little rant for tonight. I wish you love. I wish you peace. Please be safe out there. And I'm out, y'all.